The date is Thursday the 2nd of August. I'm Jason England and welcome to Learn Something, the official podcast of NewRisingMedia.com where I consume your brain space with weird and wonderful facts that you've probably never heard before. Now, on today's episode, um, I did have a theme planned. It was going to be around certain bits of tech, but... As I've just been confirmed that I've got a press pass to go to the Insomnia Gaming Show at the end of August. Really, really excited to try to go and take a look around that yet again. Uh, I went earlier in the year and I absolutely bloody loved it. So glad to be back. Probably pick up some more classic PS2 games because that's the kind of nerd I am. But that's separate of the point. I thought I would talk to you all about video games, namely some weird 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 stuff about video games prepare to be freaked out people and kind of surprised but most of all prepare to have a bit of a laugh this one's going to be a good one so sit back wherever you are in your car at home on a sofa with a cup of tea kind of where i want to be right now and yeah enjoy these audio tidbits But before I begin, just a quick one really, Um, obviously as many of you may already know, I do this podcast on Anchor, a pretty sweet ass little service that allows you to podcast super easily from your phone. Um, Obviously I'm not being paid to do the sponsorship message, Um, I'm legitimately just asking that if anybody has any weird facts that they want to share and they want to have broadcasters on the show, or if they have any questions for me, because obviously I do a blog, I write articles, I do some investigative stuff as well. I have a Twitch stream um, to call in. So all you need to do is download the app and you'll find me on there if you search for Learn Something or New Rising Media. I'm one of the two. And from there, you can very easily just press the call in button and talk away. Your voice will be echoed on next week's show and we can have a bit of a chat you know, get to know each other a bit, like the friends we are. And so, number one on the list of five bizarre, bizarre facts about video games, we go to the world of Metal Gear Solid. Now, I know this is just a very easy target because Metal Gear Solid is just a strange game in general, and Kojima bless his heart, it's just a strange dude, no matter how he is incredible and awesome for how weird he is. And I love him, I love his games. And this is one of the more strange behind the scenes kind of facts. I say kind of facts, it is a fact. Um, so as you know from the original Metal Gear Solid game, Facial expressions weren't really, or facial appearances as a whole, weren't really anything that could be properly nailed in a video game because of the lack of power in the original PlayStation. I mean, obviously it did bring wireframe 3D graphics and some pretty incredible polygonal textures and 
incredible inventive worlds, but of course, as with any console at that time, you couldn't really get any sort of like supreme graphical power because of exactly what was under the hood of it and the lack of a graph lack of any serious power in the graphics card. I'm rambling. So that meant the faces were a bit blurred. But that doesn't mean they weren't modelled off particular people. And four, the original Metal Gear Solid game for the PlayStation, Solid Snake's in-game physique was based on Jean-Claude Van Damme. And his face is based on Christopher Walken. That's right. That bizarre actor who went through the wall with a watch, shoved up his ass, Pulp Fiction joke, um, is actually the inspiration behind one of video games' most well-known characters alongside Crash Bandicoot and the likes. It's a particularly strange comparison to make, <laughs> but then again, love Christopher Walken, so I'm glad my favourite character is modelled after him. And number two is an interesting way of packaging games. Now, as you all may know, the typical way of buying a game beyond like that isn't online is just to walk into a game shop, pick up a game and buy it over the counter. These games were packaged and are packaged, sorry, in a very common way, which is a plastic case and a disc inside and either a booklet or mostly now just a sheet of paper with the instructions on it. However, there's um, some differences. Sometimes it's a special, special pack. So it includes some kind of model from the game or a art book or whatever it may be. But the most interesting one will be scratch and sniff discs. That's right. On, in the case of two PS1 games, FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 2, they had scratch and sniff discs. Basically, the same sort of thing that you found usually in the soles of trainers. FIFA 2001 was supposed to smell like a soccer field, and Gran Turismo 2 was supposed to smell like burnt rubber and car tyres. Now, I don't really know what the enticement is of a game that smells like burning, and I'm sure lots of people were probably very concerned about their PlayStation 1 heating up. But it's a novel idea nonetheless. Number three, we talk about Crash Bandicoot. You know, that one, that one video game mascot that practically established and put Sony on the map in terms of being pretty much the biggest hardware manufacturer for games consoles on planet Earth today. So obviously, as you all may know, in play on PlayStation 1, it was created by Naughty Dog, the people behind Uncharted, Jack and Daxter, one of my favorites, and The Last of Us and the upcoming Last of Us Part 2. So when they were developing the original Crash Bandicoot, it was actually codenamed the Sonic's Ass Game. That's right, the Sonic's Ass Game. Now, why is an interesting question. 
it's actually in reference to the fact that the game was like a 2D platformer, but it was modelled and had some gameplay in 3D, thus requiring the player to look at, you guessed it, the character's ass the whole time. So, if ever you wanted to bring it up with friends over dinner, you have an interesting fact about Crash Bandicoot there, beyond, beyond the fact that the new trilogy, the insane trilogy, is actually harder than the old one because of the physics that were animated into the game. For number four, we talk about Spyro the Dragon. You know, that other video game mascot that sold so many PlayStation consoles. Um, and of course, there's a new one coming out. It's a remake of the old three games and I'm so excited to pick that up once again and absolutely destroy it on PS4. With friends, obviously. Um, so I come up with an interesting fact and a bit of synergy, I guess, between the music industry and the video game industry. Turns out that there was a certain special somebody who was commissioned by Insomniac Games in 1998 to make a musical score for the hit PlayStation game, who was either just wanting extra money or was looking for a bit of work experience because he thinks his band might not actually be around, even though he was very, very wrong to think so. Stuart Copeland, the drummer of the drummer with the police, actually composed the music for the soundtrack. He also stayed on with the project to create the musical scores for the remaining sequels, which were Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, and Spyro Year of the Dragon. Just to emphasize, these are the Insomniac sequels. And the franchise shifted over to Universal for the fourth title, Enter the Dragonfly, which would be Copeland's last outing with the series. While these soundtracks never saw a commercial release, the limited edition of the fourth game came packaged with a bonus CD containing unused tracks. The soundtracks were very well received and one would later appear on the 2007 compilation album known as the Stuart Copeland Anthology, if ever you were interested in, in listening to more of his songs. He also composed soundtracks for Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, which was his only game outside of the Spyro franchise to date. And finally, for number five, we talk about The Sims. Now, one of the things that is usually well known amongst players of The Sims is that at one point, you've intentionally murdered a Sim, whether it's by setting the house on fire, whether it's by removing the ladder from a swimming pool, locking somebody in a room and removing all the doors. There was always something that would happen and players would always almost always want to murder someone off just just for the hell of it just to see whether they could actually do it well it turns out that this behavior is pretty common as four in ten sims players have purposefully killed their own sims that will be 41 percent 32 percent have actually purposely killed other sims in the neighborhood, not their own. Yep. Even though, personally, I would probably say 59% are liars. Terrible, terrible, terrible lies. 
It's probably more like 100% of people have probably done it, let's be honest. Um, in terms of the ways that people killed him, 30% drowned him in a swimming pool, 19% starved to the fire, 12% starved him, 10% trapped him in the room with no doors, and other rest at 15%. It also found out that female players were more likely to kill their sims, with 46% of females admitting to having killed off their characters compared to 36% of males. There you go. A very positive way of ending the show. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is it for another episode for another week. Thank you all so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this nerd ramble on about video games for this one episode. Um, if you like what you hear, if you're on Anchor, please do favourite the station, give it a round of applause. Yes, these are the interactions on Anchor. Um, and yeah, do please give your support. And if you're able to call in, if you want to talk to me, great. I want to hear all the weird facts off you and I will echo every single phone call I get. Um, if you're listening to this on anywhere else, there's Spotify, there's iTunes, Pocket Cast, MyCast. Hi, and thank you for listening to me, whether you're on your commute, whether you're walking around, sat down, working hard, whatever it may be. Thank you for letting me invade your ears for just a few minutes. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you're subscribed. Rate it five stars to help me rise up, rise up through the charts. And do go ahead and leave a review. Let me know how I'm doing. Any kind of support will be greatly appreciated. And on that note, I thank you all for taking the time to join me. And I will see you all next week. Take care.